If you're hanging out on the north side of Houston, you've got to check out the Farm Drinkery. It's an awesome dive bar located in spring off of Champions Forest in Luetta. They've got 22 beers on tap, which you know what that means. They are representing the H-Town beer scene. But that's not all. They got great food too. My personal recommendation is to try out the world-famous wings. But the only thing better than an awesome new dive bar is a beer and food discount. You heard it. Bearing Ain't Easy podcast listeners can go in and give the code BEERNERD20 for 20% off your bill. That's BEERNERD20 for 20% off. Come for the great atmosphere and stay for the free high fives. God damn, I need IPA. This is Bearing Ain't Easy, your podcast for beer humor, dad humor, and beer tastings from Texas and beyond. So crack one if you got one and turn it up. All right, everyone, welcome to Beer and Ain't Easy, Season 2, Episode 8, with Adam, Drew, and Ryan. So welcome back, y'all. This is a Beer and Ain't Easy Christmas present because we did not take two weeks between episodes because we had some fucking... Christmas content that had to get on the air for y'all. Exclusive stuff. Yeah. This is would normally cost money on Patreon, but we're bringing it to you free, as always, on Beer and 80s. Thanks to our sponsors. <laughs> we just do it, do it for the people. That, that's what we're here for. Por la gente. So I guess I want to say right off the bat, little editor's note from last week's Hop Tea episode. Uh, I got some feedback pretty dang quick from my brother that uh, it's actually pronounced Willamette hops and not Willamette like we said about 20 times on the episode so uh, for people that are a lot smarter than us probably stopped listening a long time ago but people that are a little bit smarter than us were probably yelling at their speakers so apologize for that one it's Willamette hops I don't know Adam like I don't think we've ever mispronounced or misrepresented anything on this podcast and and if we have we certainly haven't corrected it the we've following definitely episode. not admitted it so uh, <laughs> I, I think you broke you broke code here man <laughs> yeah this this isn't us turning over a new leaf this is a one-time thing <laughs> but enough about the the bad news let's go to the good news drew let's uh let's hear your good news from this past week so the good news like this was this was the Drew Super Bowl moment, uh, and I've got to just bask in my own glory. And so, if, if y'all want to take pictures, and I can sign autographs. But uh, there was a competition on Instagram, and it was from Hop Culture Magazine and Halftime Halftime Beverage, and the competition was the best beer meme of 2021. And who do y'all think won that competition? Beer name Easy Adam. Definitely was not bearing an easy Adam. <laughs> That's right. I am the award winner of the 2021 Best Beer Meme Award, which comes with a pretty sweet $250 beer gift card. So uh, I'm just going to, I'm packing up the podcast and just going full Instagram meme creation is my business model now. So good luck. I think that's inevitable. Well, uh, Congrats, Drew. That's that's pretty awesome. And and I will say, since we're talking about it, if you're listening to this and you're not following Bearing Ain't Easy on Instagram, you need to go on there and and give that account a follow. Drew basically runs the entire account and uh, 
puts out some awesome stuff all the time. It's it's pretty funny. So go check it out if you're not already following him. That's why we brought Ryan on the show is uh, to to try to bring some positivity because Adam would probably just be shitting on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't bring you down at a moment like this. Thank you. I, I appreciate that, y'all. So concept of today's episode, we had to come at you with a Christmas episode. And so last year we really took it, you know, traditional, I'd say traditional holiday Christmas beers, you know, but today we're going to answer a really tough question. And that question is what constitutes a Christmas beer? And are there things that are considered Christmas beers that should have no right being a Christmas beer? So I think we need to at least ask the question before we introduce the beers on what do y'all think of when you say Christmas beer? I think of a dark beer. Something dark. Is that your only qualifier? That's my only, only qualifier. How about you, Ryan? I'm sure you got a few more qualifiers here. I, I mean, it's, that's basically it. Like I think of like a winter warmer, you know, like a spiced stout, you know, something with kind of a lot of kick and, uh, you know, like maybe like a little thicker mouthfeel, you know, like drinks a little bit heavier for, the, for those cold months. I've got a couple criteria. Like my first criteria is it has to have something winter or Christmas or holiday in the name of the beer. Like I feel like if you call something a Christmas beer and it's just some random stout that just it doesn't qualify. It has to, has to label itself in a way that ties to winter. And, um, I, I like to think of Christmas beers as a little boozy and I like to think of them as usually having some sort of unique, either sweetness or spice, something that is, you know, Christmassy. Those are my, those are my criteria. Low hoppiness. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We may find out. <laughs> That's a great segue. <laughs> so we got three beers, three very different beers that are all Christmas beers that we're going to put to the test to see should they really be considered Christmas beers or they need to be taken off the map. They are all alleged Christmas beers. Yeah, they must be. They must prove themselves. Yes. So, Ryan, you want to kick us off with the first beer? Yeah, we're going to come out of the gates hot testing this Christmas beer theory. The first one we have is uh, Prairie Artisan Ale's Seasick Crocodile. This is a sour ale with cranberries, ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg. So... It, it it hits two of the qualifiers, right? It has a Christmas beer name and definitely has some Christmas style spices in it. Oh my God. Look at that color. This color. Yeah. I'm about to pour mine now. I'd say like, how would you guys describe this? This is like light pink, like almost pink lemonade color. Yeah. And it has a funky like, smell to it. I'd say like pink lemonade once the ice melts and it's a little watered down. It's like just about that. Wow. When you smell it, like I really get ginger and I get the nutmeg. And I, I get, get the, the cinnamon. Yeah. The ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg for sure. Really strong on the, on the nose. Yeah. So I have a new qualifier. Christmas ale must be a beer. <laughs> when I smell this, it does not smell anything like a beer. It almost smells like when you make like apple cider. It like almost has that kind of smell to it. Or like apple pie. With a very intense spice to it. Alright, I just took my first sip. This reminds me of like a like a holiday punch. 
like you make kind of a boozy punch and you just throw a bunch of crap in it and it it's in one of those like circular glass dishes where you have to like get a ladle and scoop it out and it has like an ice block in the middle you, you know y'all know what i'm talking about yeah yeah <laughs> it almost seems like it should be drank warm i i agree actually with that with the way it like finishes with that like ginger and cinnamon kind of like weird kind of spice at the end yeah it makes me think of something hot it's actually pretty refreshing, and that's not something that I usually look for in a Christmas beer. I'm not looking for something that's like a little refreshing. I think it's the ginger. It's almost like drinking like Canada Dry ginger ale or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's very carbonated. Mm. I think that's why I think ginger ale when I'm drinking. Yeah, it it has like a yeah. champagne type feel to it. Mm. Very bubbly. It's taken me a while to wrap my head around this because we're talking about that cinnamon and ginger finish, but it also has that kind of tartness kind of on the back of your tongue. So it's like, it's tough to balance that. I actually like it. I think we'll wait till the end of the episode to decide, is it a Christmas beer or not? But I, I'm actually enjoying it. I don't know that I'd want to drink more than half a beer of this though, because it's, it's kind of funky. I'm not a fan. That's to be expected. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, my first two or three sips, I was like, this doesn't work. But uh, my sips after that, it's it's starting to grow on me. So the jury's out. We'll have to wait till the end till I, I finally have to make a yeah, decision. Yeah, we'll come it. back and, and get the final, final say on it. All right, Adam, tell us what we got for beer number two. Beer number two by Sierra Nevada. Celebration Fresh Hop IPA. Drum roll, please. When you open it, it sounds like a beer. Yeah? The other one did not? (laughs) I think that is a mental block that you've made. So, Ryan, do you know if they sell this beer year-round, or is this this a true seasonal? This is their winter seasonal. And And so, I guess my first question to you guys with this one is, do you consider Celebration, I mean, do you consider that a Christmas name? No. I agree. You're not celebrating the holidays? I agree it's not a Christmas name, but if you look at the can, they have a roof on it and it's got snow on the roof. So that immediately tells me that this is in the, it's in a categorization for a Christmas beer. It's a winter celebration. So if it would have said winter celebration, would you have associated with Christmas? For sure. If you look closely, there is a wreath hanging on the front door of this log cabin. I think that puts it firmly in holiday territory. Fair point. But it's a fresh hop IPA, and from the first couple sniffs, it is a as expected from a Syria Nevada beer. It's very piney. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I had to have had this beer before, but I don't really remember. It's got to be it's been a while. I always look forward to this release. I really like it. It's just super balanced. I feel like Adam, you might like this a lot because it's got a big malt backbone. Yeah, I it like really it. Balances so out all the hops. A hell of a lot better than that first yeah. beer. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been a fan of Celebration. Not that I'm biased or anything. I mean, like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is always one of those that everyone says is like a classic beer. But that one, I feel like is a little, like this one's, believe it or not, to me, does not taste as bitter. I don't know if that's in my head or what, but. Yeah. Not as bitter as a typical Sierra Nevada, for sure. So while we're sipping on that one, I'm going to introduce our third beer, which is just going to completely jack our palates all up today. So. In the uh, in the spirit of picking three completely different styles of beer, 
We had so much fun in the peanut butter episode. Our winner, as you remember, was a saloon door ridiculous peanut butter stout, imperial stout. So we got saloon doors holiday release, which is called Happy Holidiculous, and it is a salted caramel Russian imperial stout. So I'm guessing this is their version of the stout with with the salted caramel instead of the peanut butter. So does the salt come from pretzels in this beer? God, I hope not. <laughs> I was kind of wondering, like with when they said salted, I was like, after we completely shit on the salt and the Martin House beer in the last episode, are we going to have too much of a funky salt flavor going on this one? What's your prediction, Ryan? I don't. I don't think so. I don't. They don't get get too wild with it. I think they just just do just enough to get the flavor they want and call it quits there. Saloon door has earned my trust. I'll say that. Yeah, you're right. On that peanut butter one, it was like a subtle peanut butter. And that's why I think why we liked it so much. Um, and it wasn't a too boozy or anything. So I guess we'll find out. While we're on this, on this beer, I think, I think the can deserves some highlights because like they've done it up to the max. Like, so they have a Christmas present on it. The background's like a knitted sweater. The pig that they have on all their cans has an elf hat. It's all tattooed up with Christmas. They have a Christmas tree, a gingerbread man, like a mistletoe around his eye. It's covered in Christmas. Really, the pig is covered in Christmas themed tattoos. So they went all out with the Christmas theme on this can, calling it Happy Holidiculous. The fact that it's a dark beer that's spiced. I think there is no question about it. This is firmly in Christmas beer territory. No question. 100%. And uh, as expected, it is 11.8% alcohol. <laughs> Woo. So we bring up a question. Does a Christmas beer have to have Christmas indications on the can? I'm going to say like almost 100%, but if it like I'm looking at your can, you have another one on the on the back burner over here that probably we won't open today. But it's called it's winter and it's got a snowflake on it. So the snowflake is winter and that counts as a Christmas beer. So I feel like it has to be winter or Christmas. That's I'm I'm going to draw a line in the sand. That's a must. It's a must have. Something winter or Christmas related. Yeah, that's my qualifier. So so let me float this one by you then. So Anchor Brewing does a Christmas sale every year and it is called Christmas Sale and it says Merry Christmas, Happy New Year on the can. And every year they put a different tree. It's not necessarily a Christmas tree. It's just different trees every year. Besides that, it doesn't really appear that it's that Christmassy. So does that, does that I have a question on that. Is it a pine tree? Is it always some variation of a pine tree? I think it's at least evergreen. You you would think. It's like Christmas and a happy new year. It's, it's always a Christmas beer. And we actually featured that in our 2020 episode. We did. I still have one in my fridge from last year. So do I. (laughs) They've been doing this tree thing since 1975, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's insane. They were craft beer before people knew what craft beer was. Yeah. The whole theme of that beer is really what craft beer is all about. Like a different. Yeah. Different variant every yeah. year. They had it figured out and people just, they were way ahead of their time. Yeah. <laughs> so since we're talking about Christmas beers, like I, I had one in the back of the fridge that I've been sitting on for a year. Ryan doesn't have one to drink, so we're not going to put it into the taste test, but I have like a, a special beer and, um, uh, I've been looking to drink it on a special occasion because I don't have the heart to drink it by myself. The name of this beer is called 
Santa's butt, winter porter. Does it taste like Santa's butt? It's from Ridgeway Brewing in Oxfordshire. So this is from bloody hell England. <laughs> and it's got a picture of Santa. We need Adam's take on this. So Santa looks like he's either twerking and like booty dropping or he's about to take a deuce. And so we, we need, you're the tiebreaker here, Adam. What is he doing? I think without me answering the question, everyone knows the answer of what I'm going to say. He is dropping a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> so for those listening on the episode, I'm going to take a picture of this. I'm going to post it on Instagram. And uh, while you're there, check out my memes. What? At the end of the episode, we will find out if that tastes like Santa's butt or not. <laughs> That'll be the, the bonus content. So while we're sipping on these beers, I think we should like hit maybe a few maybe a few Christmas topics here. The first one that like I've had on my mind, and like this is something Ryan and I both went in on, is Christmas advent calendars. So have you ever bought one, Adam, where you actually have a, a beer every day in December from the first to the twenty fourth? I have not. How many different ones other than Eureka Heights have you done, Ryan? One, which which you and Meredith got me way back in the day. <laughs> oh, the stale one from Germany. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> so what is your general thoughts on Advent calendar, beer Advent calendars, Ryan? I want to know. I want to hear yours and I'm going to hit my hot take. So, yeah, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but I love it. It's exciting every day to just be like, What's the beer going to be? Even if, I mean, you have to fill 25 days, so you have to have 25 different beers. So you have to throw in some random stuff. But no, I, I just love the idea. I Last time, I last year when I did this same calendar, I tried to keep up with it and I lasted like two weeks. But once they start dropping like year old bourbon barrel aged stouts on you on like a Tuesday, like you just can't keep up anymore. So I would stockpile them for a few days and then finish them <laughs> over the weekend. Um, so this year going into it, I, I mentally prepared and just knew that I wasn't going to try to do it every single day. And I was just going to build them up and I have them saved on my phone in order so that when I get to like, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I can have a couple and still drink them in order, but just, you know, keep them saved up. Oh, you're, you have a code here. You drink them yes. in order. If, I, if I'm not going to drink them every day, I'm going to at least do them in order. You got to commit to the everyday grind, right? I tried last year. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I will agree with Ryan. Like how many breweries can really say, I've got 24 different beers I can put in your calendar. Like it it takes a special brewery to do that. So I I, I understand that. But I'm, I'm wondering if it should be more like the 12 days of Christmas and you do like their 12 best beers because... My my gripe with it is like the first half of an advent calendar is like all their shelfies you can buy at like the grocery store in Total Wine. So it's like 12 days of disappointment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and now like we're, we're getting into the second half of the month and I'm like, ooh, this looks pretty good. So it's we're getting some good stuff. Do they there. save the best for last? Yeah, I think they – I don't know. Ryan did it last year. So I feel like they, they get – they get progressively better, but they sneak a few good ones in just to keep your hopes yeah, it was up. Like the eighth or something, they snuck in this year's Nuke the Whales, and then like two days later, they dropped last year's Nuke the Whales in there. So all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, you had like a couple seltzers in a row, and then all of a sudden, they Nuke the Whales. They do work it up, but occasionally drop a bomb on you. No pun intended. Yeah, when they had two seltzers in a row, 
I was about done. I was about done with Eureka Heights at that moment, but they they came through and and brought some good stuff in. So is this a beer advent calendar? I actually checked the fine print after I got the seltzers, and uh, they don't say beer anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just calls it. Uh, I think it says box of surprises, and it says advent a reason to party or something. So yeah, they 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 yeah. avoid saying beer advent calendar on it. So I have a question for you guys. As you're going through this, do you look ahead to see what beers are in the future or do you just grab it and that's when you see what you have? Oh, I don't look ahead. That's that's breaking the rules. Live by the code. Die by the Die code. Die by the code. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got I gotta one more thing on the advent calendar is that I, I need I need to ask your opinion as as parents. So usually um, with my kids, advent calendars are a thing, right? Like we used to have one for, it was like Playmobil. Some years we have different things for advent calendar. We didn't pull out the advent calendars out of the attic this year, but the kids want to open something every day. And I was like, well, I got this beer advent calendar. Oh God! <laughs> so every day since like day four, my, my kids, my two oldest daughters have alternated getting me the beer out of the beer advent calendar. <laughs> Does that make me a bad parent? <laughs> It honestly makes you a genius because some of those beers are down in there and they're kind of hard to reach and they have those small hands. So it's actually perfect. Nice. I thank you. I appreciate the support. (laughs) I will go with the firm. Yes. (laughs) They get just as much enjoyment out of that as any. It's like the, the idea of opening something that only they get to open. So yeah, I'm biased because my, my two year old daughter is already tanned. So we're like, Oh, you want to go? You want to go visit our family up in Oklahoma? And her first response is, go to brewery? Go to brewery? And we're like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the only other Christmas topic, and after I get mine out of the system, if y'all have anything else, like any wild card Christmas topics, you can throw it in there. But I did a poll and actually got pretty good feedback here. I got at least least 20 people respond to this. And so we want to know what your favorite Christmas song of all time is and your least favorite. And then we'll compare that to the peanut gallery of pollsters. So Adam, favorite Christmas song of all time. I don't know if I have one. Oh, Mr. Scrooge over here. (laughs) I I am not a fan of Christmas music. It is something that Jody and I argue about every year where like, Mid-November, she's like putting on Christmas music in the car. And I'm like, it's too soon. So you would get along well with our our good friend Sylvia from our episode. Her response, she didn't pick a favorite. And on her least favorite, she wrote all of them. All of them. (laughs) So that's two peas in a pod right there. Perfect. (laughs) Let me me pour one out. Let me pour one out for Sylvia. (laughs) So... So your favorite song is You're a Mean One, Mr. Mr. Grinch. But instead of singing about Mr. Grinch, you're singing about every Christmas song out there. Yeah. Perfect. So Ryan said he had like a list of like his eight favorite and he couldn't whittle it down. So give us the uh, give us the condensed version of this. <laughs> so basically you could listen to the Home Depot or uh, Home Depot, the Home Alone <laughs> soundtrack. And that's like some of the best ones out there. Like particularly, like I like the Chuck Berry "Run Rudolph Run" is one of the best ones. Um, I I've always enjoyed "Baby It's Cold Outside" because it's so like 
questionably rapey that it's just so fun to listen to. <laughs> That's why you like it? <laughs> that yeah. seems a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, Christmas and Hollis is always a good one. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I, I, I looked it up. I wanted to cross-reference my list with anything I might have forgotten, so I looked up the Billboard top 100 Christmas songs of all time, and number one was All I Want for Christmas is You, and I Can't Fault It, Mariah Carey, at her absolute peak. Everyone knows the song. It's a jam. So I'm going to have to go with that one as well. Can't argue with it. What is your number one? Mariah Carey, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I'm, I'm going to just throw this out there just as a preview of what other people have put. That one was a mixed bag. People either loved that song or they hated it. So I had had a the equal number of votes for love and hate on Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas. So you just tip the scales on, on whether that's a good on the, the, the naughty list or the nice list. So I, I have another one like that to talk to you, talk about later. What about you? What's your, what's your favorite Christmas song? I've got two favorites, but I'll whittle it down for one. So, um, one of my favorites is I love the Elvis Presley Christmas album and I love blue Christmas. And that, that I, that's, that's one of my favorites. Oh, Ryan's about to lose his mind over here. Is this going to be his least favorite? I can't wait. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. He's like having a freaking cow over there. (laughs) Uh, Okay, you're going to have to hold that hot take, but we're going to come to you next on the worst song. Yeah, Christmas song rivals. I'm going to sing it. If if that's his worst, I'm going to sing it on episode. So my my other favorite is Holly Jolly Christmas. I love I love that song. So that's actually my top of the top. Is that is Green. one of my all time least favorites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I've pissed off both of you in one episode. Yeah. I yeah. love it. <laughs> so Ryan, since you're like barely holding it in, worst Christmas songs of all time. What do you got? Okay. So I actually have these power ranked as the worst Christmas power songs. Power ranked. <laughs> Number one is the Chipmunk song, like the most obnoxious song on the face of the earth. Ooh, that's true. Yeah. Number two, which was the one that I was thinking about where you said was very divisive is last Christmas by wham. Like so overplayed. It's actually a sad song. So it's not like a happy Christmas thing. I can't stay in that song. Oh, I love that song. Uh, there we go. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> that was somebody's, that was someone's favorite, uh, by the way, coming yeah. from the poll. Yeah. And then tied for number three for me is blue Christmas by Elvis and Melly Kaliki Maka. <laughs> Both of those songs. I like just can't stand <laughs> You can't bag on Elvis, man. He's the king. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Drew now has to sing it. So what was the number? The number one worst was Alvin and the Chipmunks. I got you. Is yes. that right? Okay. Yes. So Adam, you you don't have one that sticks out as like the, the least of the least? All of them. All of them. They're okay. all equally bad in my opinion. <laughs> I, I didn't realize I actually had Christmas song opinions until I started thinking about it for this episode. This is awesome. That's Opinions are good. So... <laughs> My least favorite song, which may may be uh, controversial as well, because it's it's played out all the time, and it's one of those songs where you hear on the radio and you're like, "God damn it, not again!" So this is Christmas by John Lennon. I hate that song. <laughs> they play it all the time, and it's so like, "So this is Christmas." It's just like droopy, and just want to sock him in the face if he was still alive. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. I feel like shitting on John Lennon is a really like landmine type of move. <laughs> but I will say there's some 
very good honorable mentions that came from the polls because there was a lot of songs that I had never heard before that I had to go and listen to because they were people's least favorite songs. And uh, one of them is called Where Are You Christmas by Faith Hill. That one's pretty terrible. Uh, I had a couple votes for Baby It's Rapey Outside. Uh, <laughs> there's a song someone had, Backdoor Santa by Bon Jovi, which just sounds like a Bon Jovi song. It doesn't really sound like... <laughs> Backdoor Santa. Yeah. Sounds a little sketch. Uh, sounds like Santa's butt. Yeah. <laughs> but the worst song, and someone actually, someone picked it as their best song, and a couple people picked it as their worst, was called... Dominic, the Christmas donkey. And so I like li- everybody that's listening needs to go listen to that, uh, that song and Meredith listened to it. And she's like, Oh, that's kind of catchy. It is literally the worst Christmas song ever. So I, I, that's my vote now after I heard it. <laughs> Just pretty- today you heard it. That was my first time ever hearing it, which is weird with Christmas songs. Cause- it must be a horrible song. <laughs> so, so speaking of questionable names for Christmas songs, I was looking through that billboard list and I- I haven't heard this song, so I'm wondering if you, either of you have. It's by De La Soul, and it's called Millie Pulled a Pistol on Santa. Have you ever heard Ooh. this song? No, I haven't. No. I haven't either. I want to go check it out. But, and it, it, it made me stop scrolling because that's such an amazing name for a Christmas song. Intriguing. Have, oh, have y'all ever heard Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer rapped by DMX? Mm-mm. I have, Yes. <laughs> that's another Christmas favorite for sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I could get behind that one. Yeah. It's Rudolph it's the Red Nose Reindeer. Say what? Say what? Rest in peace. DMX. Yeah. Oh, man. All the greats. John Lennon, DMX. Yeah. <laughs> um, but from the polls, like on the favorite side. Oh, actually, I did see one more. Someone had Santa Baby as their least favorite. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That. That has to be it's on a my pretty terrible song. least favorite honorable mentions for sure. Someone had Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer as their least favorite. And I'm like, how can you hate on that song? It's like it embodies Christmas. Yeah, terrible they song. Have, they must have like a five or six year old that just sings it nonstop or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So best songs. Someone had uh, Last Christmas by Wham. Um, someone had Feliz Navidad, Jingle Bell Rock. Rock. What Christmas Means to Me by Stevie Wonder. I had to listen to that one. And it is a pretty fantastic Christmas song. So definitely can see why that one was there. But then I had a couple that I'd never heard of before. Green Christmas by Bare Naked Ladies and Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift. And uh, the latter one there, I got to say, I would not put that on my best list. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> Just start, so. start roasting everybody's votes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I want to thank everybody for voting because this has been the most interactive poll we've done. And so I feel like we should do some more of these. And I want to especially thank the Cross the Streams Media Podcast Network because I sent it out to them and they they came to the call here. So, you know, I'll throw I'll shout out some names here. So the Dorksman, Toy Rewind Podcast, STS Guys. Those are ones I haven't called out. Burn Appetit, Three Beers and a Mic. It was it was a solid showing across the board. Some pretty, pretty cool dudes out there. <laughs> Except for whoever picked. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start back from the top then. So what do we have? The seasick crocodile, which obviously was Adam's favorite. Any new hot takes on this beer since our first comments on it? Nay. That is my official position. Have you tried um, it since it warmed up? 
No. I'll get you some, man. There's still some in the can. <laughs> All right, Ryan, tell me what you're thinking, man. As I had hoped, this one grew on me. I, I think your statement just now about have you tried it since it warmed up is correct. I think it balanced out that tartness versus that kind of ginger cinnamon finish kind of balanced out once it warmed up. It's grown on me and I am okay with having a couple more in my fridge, especially if it's going to be 80 degrees in Houston and Christmas, this is a little bit refreshing. So I'm into it. I like it now. I think I got all my comments out on this beer, but it is super gingery and refreshing and I actually am digging it too. Good for you guys. So as, as expected, Adam, you still didn't like it, but this last sip, was it any better than the first or was it still just as bad? It was maybe a little bit better, Okay, but I would not drink it again. It, if those were sitting in my fridge, they would sit there indefinitely and they would end up in Drew's beer fridge. Fair enough. So I guess that, that brings us to number two, the celebration. Uh, do I do I see Adam moving on to the Santa's butt? I, I, I let him take a tepo, take a couple hits to Santa's butt over here. He's over. Oh. He's over onto the next episode. I am. Uh, I'm enjoying Santa's butt. <laughs> that was the only point of this episode is for some comic relief on yeah. Santa's butt. <laughs> Anybody else on Sierra Nevada? I feel like it, we didn't do it justice on its descriptors. Good multi IPA. Yeah, I agree. Like I made my thoughts pretty clear off the bat. I would drink this one year round, but I also kind of like that it's like only a winter seasonal so that when it finally comes out for this upcoming year, I actually get excited about it. Cause that, that's kind of the thing, right? When stuff comes that isn't always there all the time, you get excited and you go get it and you drink it. But then as, as soon as it's there all the time, you like never drink it again. Am I alone in that? Or do you guys feel the same way? I oh, agree. I'm with you. Which I think is like the same thought of does good beer distribution ruin beer hype? I literally walked by HEB and I did not buy the candy green that was sitting on the shelf, which just feels wrong to me, you know, because yeah. when it's only released like once or twice a year, I'm like, I'm I'm in line getting cases of it. And I'm like, oh, that's just, it's, I can just go to HEB any Friday and get it, you know? Was it fresh? No, it really wasn't. So uh, that's why I didn't. But, but, still, but still the fact that distribution i feel like sometimes that can cut into the hype i completely Shower. agree because i mean like after i have a prestigious beer i immediately think less of it because i've had it it can't like be that prestigious if i've had it yeah I, that actually makes a lot of sense <laughs> <laughs> that's how you are too huh yeah I, there's got to be something w wired wrong in us yeah. there's like a psychology experiment here we need to know what it is That'll be well. I was um, I was chasing dinner by Main Brewing Company, yeah. Main Beer Company. Yeah, and I was chasing it for a while, and then I had it, and it was a really good beer. But I was just like, nah, you're, you're over it. it now. I've had it. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the beers we had. The last one we had was Saloon Door Happy Holidiculous. Anybody now that it's warmed up, definitely to room temperature. Any other parting thoughts on this one? I don't think we really talked about this one. I think it's kind of thick and syrupy, like more so than the peanut butter stout that they had. What do y'all think? Yeah, it's yeah. sweeter. I, yeah, I, I I said they earned my trust and they weren't going to overdo it. It's, it's definitely not too salty, but it's definitely much more salted caramel forward than Russian Imperial Stout. 
forward, if that makes any sense. Like I expected a lot more of a balance and it feels very salted caramely to me. Yeah. I think over time I've realized like, I'm just not a big fan of pastry stouts. Me neither. And I felt like their peanut butter stout was like, uh, it was subtle enough to where you didn't feel like it was a pastry stout, but this one feels like a pastry stout. So yeah, it's, it's like brick in the stomach tomorrow. You're, you know, you're going to feel it. Yeah. Two pastry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's jam packed with flavor and yeah, like we said, it's got that thick mouth feel. So it's like, it feels substantial, which I think is pretty good for a Christmas beer, but uh, yeah, it's real, really sweet. Well, do we bring Santa's butt into it? I think we need to talk about Santa's butt because at least everyone, two out of the three hosts have, have... Everyone is wanting to know, what does Santa's butt taste like? <laughs> <laughs> can't even say that with straight face. <laughs> How would you describe Santa's butt? <laughs> it's dark. It goes down well. <laughs> it has a lighter mouthfeel. It has a little of the holiday spice, but not too much. And I'm going to say this. This is the best beer today. Really? I like Santa's You're, dig- you're digging Santa's I butt. love... I'm... You'd hit when that I again. Think, when I think of a Christmas beer, this is what I think of. It was actually better than I expected. When you drink a beer called Santa's Butt, you don't really come in... Uh, Thinking it's that. Yeah, usually, like, if you name a beer Santa's butt, you're desperate. Like, it's not about the beer. It's like, you want people to see Santa's butt and grab it. (laughs) Where were you going with that? (laughs) I don't know where you're going with that. (laughs) I didn't even intend to say it, but after I said, see Santa's butt and grab it, I couldn't continue. (laughs) It was like a dead stop. Oh my god! All right, so that was the wild card, and that you actually ranked that as number one. So if if that wasn't your number one, give us give us your rundown. What is your favorite beer out of the top three? My favorite beer is the Celebration Fresh Hop IPA. Ryan, how about you? Where where are you landing on this? Sam, I I was curious if I would be proven wrong, but. Uh... Uh, it confirmed my my bias going in. Celebration was my my favorite, and that officially makes it a three peat because we have all picked Celebration as our top pick. So now we need to decide: Do you consider this a Christmas beer? I'm going to say no. I do not think this tastes like a Christmas beer. This is just a malty IPA. That's a fantastic IPA. But if they didn't have the wreath on the door, I would say this is not a Christmas beer. So I'm going to say no. What do y'all think? Absolutely not. I'm really on the fence. I want to give it to him because just because of the wreath on the on the door, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that doesn't quite get it there. It's a winter seasonal, but it's not a Christmas or holiday beer. So we're in agreement. No, it's official. <laughs> so second favorite, happy holidayous, holidiculous. It was holidayous. That's Santa's butt. <laughs> Happy Santa's butt. <laughs> How about you, Ryan? I'm gonna have to go with uh, the seasick crocodile. Surprisingly, yeah, me too. Wow. I did not expect after the first one, after the first first sip. Sorry, I actually dig that one, and uh, d- definitely, definitely my number two there. 
Now, the question is, is this a Christmas beer? Man, I'm going yes, because the ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, cranberries, like all those flavors are all classic holiday flavors. The can is outrageously Christmassy. It's like like wrapping paper. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the crocodile chasing Santa and there's stockings and snowmen and Christmas trees all over it. So, yeah, man, I'm saying yes on this one. I would like to rewind to the beginning of the episode when we described what qualifies something as a Christmas beer. I said a dark and Ryan agreed with me. You're saying this light pink is not qualified cutting it for you as a Christmas beer? <laughs> Doubt. It's it is out. I've been I've been sold. That's the only one it doesn't check. It's got the spice. It's got the Christmas theme. It's got it's the all Christmas or nothing. Name. It's all oh or man, nothing. I feel like there's power in my hands here to be the tiebreaker on whether this is a Christmas beer or not. Make the right choice, Drew. So sometimes with holidays you'll have desserts and they'll be like the super rich decadent chocolate cake and you'll have like kind of the fruity dessert over here but it still qualifies as a holiday dessert that's what this is this is still a christmas beer but it's the it's the one you sneak in when you're really full from all the heavy shit and you sneak this one in but it's still christmas it's out it's out all right so we've got we've got one christmas beer out of our two out of three <laughs> voting happy holidiculous which is all of our well me and ryan's third place you're second, second place is Happy Holidiculous a Christmas beer? I am going to say no. Why? Whoa. This is You picked zero beers as Christmas beer. <laughs> except, for, except for Santa's butt. Santa's butt. This beer is your everyday pastry stout. Damn it, I agree with you on this. <laughs> There's nothing about it that is... Christmassy, other than a really badass can. If I couldn't see the can art, I would not call this a Christmas beer. Mm-hmm. Ryan, what are your thoughts here? I, I could see that you disagree with us vehemently. Yeah, <laughs> I'm shocked. I thought this was like the clear cut, like most definite Christmas beer of the three. <laughs> Obviously, the name in the can. You're right. If you did, took that away and you just tasted it, it could be pastry stout, but like salted caramel. Maybe it's just like tapping into my childhood memories of like caramel cookies, but I don't know. It, it makes me think of like a holidays cookies. Well, there you have it, folks. Everybody's definition of Christmas is different and you may have the the wrong Christmas song that you've picked or the wrong beer, but if it's Christmas to you, then it's Christmas to you. <laughs> that was a terrible, terrible, terrible line. <laughs> I almost jumped in and said, then go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm leaving this all in the episode, by the way. <laughs> so let's talk about Santa's butt again. I was going to say, clearly Adam and Drew are too preoccupied with Santa's butt to see a Christmas beer when it's sitting in front of them. <laughs> Santa's butt is a Christmas beer. There's no, no doubt question. about it. No there doubt. is no doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this is collusion right now. You guys are just over there talking about Santa's butt. Just leave me over here by myself. Oh, man. I had a great episode title for this episode, which is based on my favorite song of all time, Holly Jolly Christmas. And instead of, I don't know if there will be snow, but have a couple beers instead of a cup of cheer, which I made t-shirts, by the way. Go check us out on Instagram and you can find the link to the t-shirts 
you know, ugly Christmas sweater. An official beer and ain't easy. It is an official beer and ain't easy shirt. You can find it on our T public page. But that was going to be my name of the episode. But I feel like it has to include Santa's butt now. Who wants to taste Santa's butt? We'll see y'all next week. (laughs) 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 Should we just close the episode? (laughs) (laughs) This has been a Bearing Ain't Easy production in Houston, Texas. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you want to see what we're drinking, our untapped handles are Bearing Ain't Easy Adam and Bearing Ain't Easy Drew. Podcast.